you or someone you love needs help for an addiction, where do you turn? Foundations Recovery Network offers individualized treatment for the whole person. Our goal goes beyond short-term sobriety. We address substance abuse and co-occurring mental health issues together, providing a firm foundation for long-term recovery. The first step is often the hardest, but we're here with a free assessment, insurance information, and treatment options. Our confidential helpline is available 24-7, so call 877-714-1318 and discover the Foundation's Recovery Network difference today. This is Rich Roll, and you're listening to Silver Guy Radio. Yo, what's up? Thank you for tuning in today. Thanks to Humans for bringing us in. Thanks to you for supporting the show. My name's Shane Raymer, and you're listening to the Friday edition of That Sober Guy Podcast. Uh, today's topic, besides the question if walking a small dog makes you a pussy, is from the big book of AA, page 84. I'm going to read a paragraph. I'm going to break it down for what it means to me, how it's been helping me along the way. Uh, but first, be sure to check us out at thatsoberguy.com for past episodes, for resources. Uh, you can also connect with us on Instagram and Twitter, at RealThatSoberGuy on Instagram, at Shane Raymer on Twitter. Hit us up on there, please. Give us a follow. Shoot us a message. Uh, whatever you want, man. Share the show with your friends, with your homies, with your family. Uh, let them know that there's resources out there uh, in addition to programs like CRAANA, Refuge, uh, all kinds of good stuff out there. And that's really what it's about is building a, uh, what's the right word? Maybe a toolbox, a toolbox. You know, I said that like box. I come from Boston. I don't even know about that. I'm, I'm not even from, I'm fucking from California I'm trying to stop saying the F word. Dang it. That's one. All right. I'm going to try to stop that. Okay. It's just a little bit too vulgar. My kids heard it on the show. I was playing something and got a little upset. Made me feel like a real dick. So I said, okay, if I can cut out anything, it's at least going to try to be the F words. So let me start with a couple announcements here before we uh, get into the topic today. Oh, good Lord. Who burps on the microphone? You son of a biscuit. Son of a biscuit. Who says that? Why would I say something like that? That's so stupid. Idiot. Hold on. Let me get a drink of coffee. This is ridiculous right now. Hold on. Oh, boy, if my wife listens to this, babe, that one was for you because I know you're going to love that. And I love you. All right, let's move this thing along. We got a live show coming up October 18th at Journey Coffee in Vacaville, California. It starts at 7 p.m. You can go to thatsoberguy.com, click on live events, get more info there. Also, check out the merch store. Do you like coffee mugs? Do you like hoodies? Do you like T-shirts? Chick t-shirts lady t-shirts men t-shirts uh and the zip-up hoodies are the business i gotta say pretty pretty simple everything on there the new logo um on the hoodies they're arranged a little bit differently they have they have the logo on the back i think as well but go there and check those out if you're interested in any gear and then uh if you do pick something up put it on Tag yourself. I mean, tag us on your Instagram, on your Twitter, on your Facebook, whatever it is, uh, and then we'll share that on the show too. So we'd love to see y'all rocking some TSG that sober guy gear. Um, all right, I was gonna do uh, a couple of other things, but I think I'm just gonna skip right to the content today because it is one of those mornings. It is early here on the West Coast as I'm getting rolling today, 
and I'm a little behind the curve this week. It's been a busy, busy week as usual. You know, I was telling my homie Phil the other day, and shout out to my CR small group and CR step study group. Much love to those guys doing the thing out there. Uh, much love to Bill and Phil for leading it. I was I forgot to tell them this too. Bill and Phil sounds like two clowns in a circus, but they are very far from two clowns in a circus. These two dudes um, are running, running the thing, man, and uh, and putting it down. And I just really appreciate them and their work that they put in to the uh, to the step study group. If you're not into step study, and you're like, what the hell is a step study? Step study is something you can either work with a sponsor, which in in addition, um, you know, to a step study group like you do in CR, it's a it's a larger group. If it's a different program, a lot of the time, you work a twelve step study, uh, just one on one with a sponsor. So you can do that too, and uh, basically, you go down the list of the twelve steps and you work on self, and it is a huge, uh, huge thing and a huge awakening and a huge. Um, I mean, think about taking a big ass spoon and just digging at your heart and just getting up in there and just, just taking that spoon and grinding on some of those crevices way deep down in there that you got shit locked in and getting some of that stuff out and talking about it and letting it go. So yes, getting it out, talking about it, it's a little difficult, but point being is you let that shit go. You talk about forgiveness. You talk about giving up resentments. You talk about anger. Talk about fear. You go through inventories. All these things in a step study, and uh, it's a very, very powerful thing. And uh, I just want to say one more time to the guys in my step study right now, and the two guys leading it, Phil and Bill. Love you guys and thank you again. So, here's the question of the day before we get into. Um, the big book of AA, page 84, which I wanted to touch on a little bit today. Does walking a small white dog make you a pussy? It's kind of a funny question, isn't it? But I've had this thought as I'm walking my small white dog, Brody, Brodeth Paul. What's up, homie? Brodeth Paul the third. Brodeth Paul is 10. He's a Havanese. He's a dope little dude, and he's part of the family. Obviously, he needs to get out and and walk, and that's one of the things I enjoy to do myself. So one of my habitual habits in the mornings is to get up early before everybody, get outside, and get on you know a nice little walk around the hood, around the downtown area. Get him over to the park, you know. And I've been noticing more lately, and I've had this thought before, but just. Lately, I see dudes walking big ass dogs, right? I even see ladies walking some big dogs. And I started to have the thought the other day, I wonder if people driving down the street, and and probably this is all probably in my own head because they probably could give two shits, but I wonder if I'm walking down the street and they see me and I, I got, you know, tattoos and, um, you know, my, my Philly hat or my A's hat and you know, I guess I look like somewhat of a, a decent human being, right? But still, you know, and here I am walking this this little white fluffy dog down the street, man, drinking my coffee and my Yeti, and uh, I'm just cruising along, got got the Beats headphones on, just listening to either some music or a podcast or trying to wake up for the morning, trying to get pumped up, amped for the day, and I had that thought, man, they're probably driving down the street thinking, look at that 
pussy walking that little dog. What a jump right there, son. You think that's the case or is that all in my head? Because then I see this, this you know, lady walking past me with this big-ass German shepherd trying to pull his ass back. And here I am with the little-ass Brody just walking by, just kind of laughing to myself. And, and here's, here's the thing to this. I don't really care. Honestly, I really don't. And it's kind of funny to me even that I had the thought of that because I, I had to ask myself, do I, I mean, if, okay, so what if they did? What if anybody did think that? Would I really care? Not really. Honestly, not really at all. Does walking a huge pit or a huge German shepherd make you more of a man than walking a small white dog? It's a good question, right? Now, on the outer appearance, yes, potentially. Does make you look a little bit less of a pussy if you're walking a German Shepherd, a pit bull, a mastiff, something with some with some size to it that's uh, that's looking a bit meaner than little Marshmallow Boy Brody over there. But at the same time, is it a pride thing? Is it uh, you know? Is it is it just you like big dogs? You're you just like small dogs? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm begging to ask the question to some of you out there. And get a damn answer. Does walking a small white dog make you a pussy? Pussy, 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 pussy. Still okay to say that word, right? No uh, derogatory. Um, no, no meaning of slander or lessening or anything like that. Just a word. The analogy is soft, okay? Just let me make that very clear. Soft. Soft. What am I doing right now? I have no clue. Holy shit. I think I'm losing my mind. All right. So here's moving on to that one. The other thing I started thinking about, we're going to get to some actual content today. I promise. Uh, Picking up the dog shit. Picking up the dog shit. Do you pick up your dog shit when you're walking your dog? Do you bring the little green bag? In fact, I think I have one in. Oh, no, I put it away. I had it in my my pocket here from yesterday in my hoodie, but. I don't have it. The little green bag that you use and your dog, you're walking down the street. And, you know, why is there always like a neighbor outside too, right when your dog shits? That one drives me crazy because I can't act like I don't see the dog shitting because someone might see me. You kind of look around, right? You give the look like, man, did anyone see? I don't know, bro. I'm just going to act like I don't, I'm going to be listening to my, my tunes or, you know, depending on where it is and who's around you, you actually got to pick it up. That's fun. A nice, hot, steaming pile of shit in your hand. Oh, boy. Can't wait for that one. But, yo, you ever do the one, too, where you act like you actually pick up the shit, but it smears all over the bush or the grass, or, or you don't actually grab it, you drop it, and so you don't want to go back in, so you just kind of just kind of fold it up, and I didn't see nothing. I'm just, I'm just tied up here. I don't even put it in my pocket now because I don't even got the shit in the back. It don't even stink, son. I'm off the hook right now, dude. What is going on? I don't even know if I want to put this out because it's just incredible. But hey, that's the reality of it. The reality of madness. But does anyone else do that? Do you act like you don't see the dog shitting or act like you pick it up and just leave it there? Or uh, maybe you just don't even give a shit and you just let him shit on someone's lawn. Sorry, mowed over with the lawnmower. That's what I usually do. If I find shit on my lawn, I just mow over it. I don't even care. However, oh, this just, this just in, this thought just in, this lady was walking her dog the other day in the morning, about 730, 
I happened to be in the kitchen doing some uh, some some breakfast preparation. And as I looked out the window, I seen her boxer, I believe it was, a boxer dog. So a pr- pretty decent sized boxer as well. And this dude just dumped a huge steaming pile right on the sidewalk. So as you walk out our front door, we have a path that goes down to the sidewalk. I'm sure everybody's so interested in all of the dog shit stories this morning. If you haven't turned this off yet and you're still listening, congratulations. I love you. Thank you. I'm almost done. I If you walk down the path and, you know, literally right, it goes right to the sidewalk. So, I mean, this dog just dumped right in the middle of that. So if you walk down, I mean, you're going to step right in it, right? And I've seen the lady. She took her bag out. Man, and it was sick, dude. She, I mean, she went in with the whole handful of this pile to to clean this thing up, right? And so, you know, bless her heart that she picked it up. But still, the the pile was so large and so uh, moist. Oh, God, I hate that word. Hate that word. Please don't ever say moist. I just said it again. Don't ever say that in my presence. I will slap you. Uh, I should probably slap myself. Slap myself for saying moist right there. All right. Steaming pile. I had to come out with the the water bottle. I think I grabbed like a, a water bottle with a little... Um, like a, uh, what's the one that squirts? I don't know what the hell it's called. Anyways, I grabbed that, came outside. I had to squirt it down off the sidewalk. The shits. Why am I talking about this? I have no clue, but just clean up your shit. And if you don't just act like you don't see it, make sure nobody else sees you doing that. Um, and then that way nobody will know that it's you. Okay. I try to clean mine up. Usually if just in case any of my neighbors ever listen to this, they don't know me anyway. So it's cool. I try to clean it up, be a respectable human being, and uh, do the right thing, okay? But every once in a while, you got to act like you don't see it. Maybe you don't have a bag. Maybe your back hurts. You don't feel like bending over to pick it up. That's real tough. Maybe you just feel like being an asshole that day, or you don't like that neighbor, and you feel like, yeah, go ahead and take shit on that fool's lawn. That's right. Take that. Take that, buddy. All right, page 84, now that I have puked all over the microphone this morning and completely made a fool of myself, here we go. That's what it's all about, though, right? Going with the flow. Going with the flow. If you turn to page 84 of the big book, one of the things that my sponsor buddy, who actually was on last week's show, and if you didn't get a chance to check out last Friday's show with Buddy, uh, we had a great conversation, and uh, he had a lot of great insight um, on, on some important topics in recovery and and just keeping it simple too, um, God, um, resistance, uh, a couple other things, uh, go back and check that one. out. I think it's episode two twenty two. All right. So one of the things that I do when I, when I say, well, let me read this first. This comes from page 84 on, on, in the big book of AA continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop up, we ask God to once, when these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. We discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone. Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Love and tolerance of others is our code. Let me read that one more time because I jacked it up the first time. I want it to, I want it to be smooth. All right. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop, good Lord, when these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. 
We discuss them with someone immediately and make amends if quickly we have harmed anyone. Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Love and tolerance of our others is co is code, is our code. Okay, so when I see any one of these selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear, which pop up almost on the daily at some point during the day, not every day, but very often, almost, okay? And I'm at least aware of when these start popping up. <laughs> popping up. Almost said like a boner. <laughs> Goodness. All right. So boner sweats inside joke What's wrong with me. I don't know. Um, okay. So when, when, when these do come up though, one of the things that I do is <laughs> I'll text buddy and we keep it real simple. All's I, all's I do is say page 84 fear, no explanation. No, he doesn't even text me back half the time because it's not about, I'm not trying to get any advice. I'm not trying to seek out, um, counsel or what am I doing? I don't need to do all that. What I need to do is promptly admit it. I need to promptly recognize what I'm seeing in the moment. Is it resentment? Is it fear? Uh, is it dishonesty? Is it selfishness? And I'll just shoot him a quick text. And then that gets it off of my chest, gets it off of my mind. Okay. I admitted it. I recognized it. And that helps to, um, to combat that, that, that feeling, that emotion, that thought at that moment. Um, promptly admitting it. And it's a, it, it really is a good tool to use in the moment, even though, you know, I remember when you first told me that I went, well, what the, what the hell is that going to do? I'm not addressing it. I'm just shooting you a text or I'm just, you know, saying it, but really saying it out loud, texting it, writing it down, telling somebody, um, it, that's the first step in actually dealing with it. And it's been a huge help. So I wanted to mention that first, um, second, we continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. And I think what I'll do is I'm going to go through each each sentence here and kind of just give a brief um, a brief look at it through my own perspective. And not to say my own perspective is right or wrong. This is my perspective. What does it mean to you? You know, if something you hear, um, you know, that, that makes sense to me, makes sense to you, awesome, cool. If it doesn't, you know, that's great too. What What does it mean to you? You know, what is your perspective on that? That's the point here to uh, to kind of help us understand this, how we understand it uh, in our own right. And, and this is kind of how I understand it. So continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, fear, and resentment. Like I said, these things are, are coming up and um, I'm trying to be as aware as possible of them in the moment. So at that time, uh, man, it, am I am I am I feeling resentful right now? to somebody, to something, to some situation? Am I feeling fearful? I've had a lot of fear lately, a lot of fear. Um, I don't know why, you know, there, there's certain, certain times in life and certain ups and downs and peaks and valleys and all those stupid phrases that we hear, um, you know, we go through or analogies or whatever you want to call them. And fear has been one that hiccup, burp, hiccup, burp. Fear has been one that has been popping up. So trying to really be aware of that and, and let that go and, and understand that I don't have to wear that fear. I don't have to wear those resentments. I don't have to carry those around for the day. As soon as I recognize them, I can let them go. I can shoot buddy a text. 
I can stop and meditate on those, pray on those for a minute. You know, God, remove this from me, please. I can't handle this today. It's not me. I, I don't know what I'm doing. That's one thing. That's one thing, too, I thought about the other night. I said, man, I don't know what I'm doing. I really don't. I'm completely powerless over pretty much every aspect of, of my life. And now that doesn't mean that I don't show up to work and I don't take responsibility for my actions and my finances and my time with my family and the, the, the service work, the regular work I'm doing, uh, you know, which provides for my family, all that stuff. I have to take responsibility for that, of course, but I don't have to carry the weight of things that are out of my control. And that's what I mean when I say that, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I try to act like I do sometimes and like everything's in control and I got, but really at the end of the day, I don't. And as soon as I start falling into that trap that I think I do and that I know I do and then I, man, I got it. It's going great. Everything's awesome. Dude, shit goes downhill fast. Shit falls downhill from here, folks. We used to have a, a, a coach, Mr. Brandman, Mr. Raymer, that's an hour. Want to try for two? You want to chew gum in class? You're going to be scraping gum off the floor, Mr. Raymer. What the hell? <laughs> a couple of you who listen to the show had Mr. Brandeman or know what I'm talking about. If you didn't have Mr. Brandeman himself, you had a Mr. Brandeman, someone who would kick your ass in gear when you were young, and you needed that Mr. Brandeman. You needed somebody to kick your ass in gear. And you look back as an adult and you go, damn, that Mr. Brandon, and he was a sure dick back in the day. But I'll tell you what, I actually learned a couple things from the guy. He didn't take any shit. He put it down, told you what was up. He was honest. And if you jacked off in his class, not literally, but you were a jerk off and you didn't follow directions, he called you out and he made you scrape gum off the floor or he made you sit there and write sentences we all need a Mr. Brandeman at some point in our lives. And hopefully you get it or you got it when you were young. And if it didn't make sense then, because it did. Oh, shit. You scared the shit out of me. Jesus, criminy. Man, why do you have to come out here right now and just and just jam my jam my podcast session? I was in the mode. The Jess just totally scared the shit out of me. Oh my God. I got my back to the door. I got headphones on I'm talking about Mr. Branham in here. What's up, Jess? I think I was good Lord lady, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm like the biggest chicken ever. I get scared so easy chicken just big put so back to if does it make you a pussy if you walk a small white dog pretty much and if you get scared too what are you what are you doing out here I need oh my goodness dude i need an office oh my god with a door on it oh my goodness oh sorry all right got so your creamer oh it's so serious I'm not even pressing stop. I'm just going to keep going. What? <laughs> what? Oh, Mr. Penguin? Yeah. Love you. All right. Totally forgot what I was talking about. What? 
Uh, what'd you say? No, I didn't tell everybody what an ass I was being. I was on my period. Had my period last night. My man period. Oh man, my heart just stopped. I think I, I think I totally took a couple years off of my life with that. God, I'm such a pussy. What a, what a funny thing. Anyways, okay. So back to this actual content. What a mess this show is today. What an absolute mess. But you know, I think this is a good example of that shit doesn't go perfect all the time. And, um, you got to learn to roll with stuff and you just don't have to be a perfectionist and make sure everything. And, and I'm, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm saying this for me because I am, I'm too much of a perfectionist. I want shit a certain way. I want it in place. I want everything lined up right where it's supposed to be. And if it doesn't go my way, I get pissed off and get, you know, the control factor starts coming in all that stuff, man. And it's not fun to live like that. Um, I'm really going to let things go with this. You know, I'm really trying to to let things go and just learn to go with the flow better. And the days that I do that are so much easier. Uh, so, so continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. We kind of went over that one already. Uh, when these crop up, we ask God to remove them at once. Or we ask God at once to remove them. Either way, same thing. Okay, and so how does that part work? And I mentioned it a couple minutes ago. When these crop up, when they come up, when I feel them come in on strong, the the anger, the any of those emotional feelings, number one, I text my sponsor. And number two, I say a quick prayer, do a quick meditation. You don't have to get it. You don't have to sit in your, your, you know, um, I say, you know, all the time that annoys me too. You don't have to sit in the best spot possible, your, your room, your place that you must be to get a great meditation or prayer session, and you can do it anywhere. And you and you have to learn to do that. I have to do a better job at that myself too, to be honest. And just right in the moment and doing it. And I do it sometimes, but other times I I let it pass because oh, it's not the perfect timing or the perfect place. But when these crop up, we ask God to remove them at once, and that's exactly what it says. God. Please remove this resentment from me right now. I, I can't handle this. It's not It's not what I want to uh, hold on to today. It's It's hurting my heart. It's hurting it's hurting my um, my emotional state today. So please just remove it, God. And 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 usually and 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 and, and today, Junior. What are we looking at here? If anybody is still listening to this, thank, bless you, bless your soul. <laughs> Bless your soul. So ask God to remove it. Um, and then we discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly if we've harmed anyone. Okay, so now that I say that out loud, I should probably go apologize to the Jess for being a dickhead, period, but last night when we went to bed. I couldn't find my pillow. Where's my pillow? I can't find my pillow. Who took my pillow? was whining, crying like a little batch, just being a big baby. I think Jess even called me that. You're just a big baby. <laughs> she did. She's so good at that. Calling my dumb ass out. So we discuss it with someone immediately and we make amends. So right when I press stop on this recording, I'm going to go inside. I'm going to make amends and I'm going to say, I'm sorry for being a period asshole last night. And bitching about where's my pillow, being a little baby, being a little 
pussy. Okay? And that's what we do. We address it as soon as possible. We don't let it linger. We don't let the... Um, if we've hurt someone, if we've said something wrong, if we've done something wrong, we don't let it linger. And if, it, if it's something that's old that has been lingering, like I mentioned earlier, that's where a step study can come into play too. Um, did I mention that earlier? Was that in a different podcast? I don't know. I'm absolutely just losing it today. But if I didn't, you know, you work on that stuff, the, the past resentments through a step study. And, and you can work on it continuously, whether you're doing that or not. If it's something that's old, you start thinking about how you're going to address it as soon as possible. If it's something that's old, that's popped up, you've harmed someone, you've said something, you know, maybe it was months ago, maybe it was years ago. And then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. All these, all these sentences in here are important. This is at the top of the list on this one because when we're of service when we're being of service to others not only are we serving somebody else uh, but we get out of our own head and i can't tell you how many times it's been so beneficial for me to shut my own head down and 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 pray and ask for uh, you know, whatever is going on to be lifted from me and then to go out and, and be of service of somebody. And that could even mean going to a meeting and just standing, standing around after the meeting and just showing up and just being there. That's being, to me, that's being of service. That might sound goofy, you know, to somebody, well, you're just standing there. Well, no, there's more to it because I'm allowing myself, I'm allowing God to work through me. I'm not in control of anything. I'm just showing up. Maybe there's a conversation that needs to take place that can that can help somebody. And in turn, maybe it can help me too. You know, but being there and just showing up is being of service. And then you have intentional ways you can be of service. You can go help somebody move. Help somebody with an issue that they're dealing with. Uh, help somebody fix something. You know, at their house, a homie, a family member. Help have a conversation with somebody. You know, just do something to be of service. And you'll be amazed on, on how much that helps the soul, how much that rebuilds the soul, how much that amends the soul and can help out of a real shitty spot that you might be in, in the moment. And man, it just feels so good to help other people, to give, to be of a giving heart, let the selfishness go. And then the last line in here, before I wrap this mess of a podcast up is love and tolerance of others is our code. Close the book. Love and tolerance of others is our code. One of the biggest things when I'm struggling with someone, maybe it's maybe it's a family member, uh, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's um, you know, obviously I'm married. Jess, Jess and I go through things, you know. So what do I do? I thank God I have friends. I have uh, a step study group. You know, shout out to those guys. Cr. Um, I have a sponsor. We talk about that stuff. You know, I let that stuff out, just like we're talking about in this. Promptly admit it. And um, one of the things that I get often, especially from Buddy, too, is just love on him. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. You can just love on him. I can't change them. I have to, I have to play my part in it. I got to play my role. But I can't change. I can't control situations. 
I can't change somebody. I can't make them get sober. I can't make them do anything. I can't, I can't help them. They have to help themselves. I can help guide them. I can be there for them. I can talk to them. I can help understand them. And most importantly, I can love on them. That's what I can do. I can love on them right where they're at, at in, in that moment in life. And I can pray for them. I can ask God to show them the way because I can't show them the way. It's out of my control. It's not humanly possible for me to do that. It's not. I'm not capable as a man of doing that. I am capable of loving on them. I am capable of understanding. I am capable of not judging. I am capable of being there for them, being a friend, being you know somebody who cares. That's huge. That's what I can do. That's what I have to offer. And I can do my best at it. So loving on them is a huge thing. And then let me mention this too. Loving ourselves. Loving myself. We talk a lot about loving others. We talk a lot about love. But I feel like I don't talk enough about loving myself. And that's not from a selfish matter. Doesn't mean go around and say I'm the best. You know, my shit don't stink. Um, number one, son, I'm the best. I am the best. <laughs> that comes from an old jerky boys, jerky boys line. That's Tarbaj, the Egyptian magician. I do magic act. What I do, I eat hot coal. I stab customer in the eye with saber. And then for a special encore, I punch my chest and it disappears into crowd. I am the best. No, I'm not the best. I'm not the best. But I do love myself. <laughs> I love myself in a good way now, in a way that is positive, uh, that can that that helps me be a better man, a better person, a better dad, a better husband. And it's work every day. I'm continuously working on it to love myself a little bit more, a little bit better, give myself a little more grace. Okay, okay. Good Lord, what a mess today. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for bearing with me. Uh, you know through through this podcast session it was a it's a fun one today oh boy connect with us on instagram at real that sober guy and uh, ashane raymond on twitter check us out at that sober love you guys thanks for tuning in peace love respect keep your love clean